Hello, God's beloved. This is I Have a Ministry with an I Love Moment. It's positive. It's inspirational. It's uplifting. And yes, the I is intentional. It is an intentional love moment here. God's beloved, welcome to I Have a Ministries I Love Moment. So glad that you joined us on today. I really appreciate you listening in. You know, I really appreciate my listening audience. You all are so supportive and you are so faithful and it doesn't go unnoticed. And let me tell you, I'm praying for you. And whatever life situations that you're going through, you know, I might not know everything, but God does. And whatever Holy Spirit leads me to pray, I do pray for you. Well, last broadcast, I talked about the satisfier of the human spirit and um, what am I truly hungry for and um There is nothing that will fulfill the deep craving and hunger of our spirit, our soul, and nothing is going to meet um, that uh, spiritual nourishment that we need but um, Jesus Christ living in our spirits. And, you know, some of you... Uh, perhaps said after listening to the broadcast that, well, I do have Jesus Christ living in my spirit. I have accepted Jesus into my life and I'm still longing and I'm still, um, I, I, you know, I'm not satisfied and I still, nothing has quenched my thirst. And so I thought about that and wanted to speak with you today on that subject. I want to start out by talking to you about Louise on this morning. She, um, Louise seems to uh, be a person who has it all together. You know, on the surface, it would, it just would seem like she has it all together. Um, Louise has, um, she has five children and um, she has uh, two grandchildren who she loved dearly. And she's married, been married for many years. And she is an entrepreneur and uh, Louise has her own business and loves people. Uh, she has been a faithful Christian for over 20 years and it's very active in her local church. However, Louise, um, she's lonely and she's disappointed and feels unloved and detached and unable to connect. And the mask that she wears for protection, you will never know that Louise is screaming for help on the inside because she is extremely unfulfilled. Does this sound anything like you? Did you find yourself anywhere in uh, Louise's story? 
Well, today I want to talk to you about eight reasons why Christians are not fulfilled. We're going to um, do this over a span of a, a few broadcasts. And let me just, um, just cover the reasons, just give you the titles of the ones that I will be going over. Some of the reasons why um, we have here, why Christians are unfulfilled, are um, temperament, health reasons, a fixed mindset, unmet expectations, the yes, no, maybe so syndrome, uh, not committed, um, uh, not knowing the purpose of their purpose, contentment, and lack of intimacy with the God. Now we know that, you know, there are a myriad of uh, reasons that someone could uh, not uh, be happy or them being unfulfilled. But, you know, we just want to cover those eight reasons um, during the next a couple or a few broadcasts. And so we're going to start out with temperament. And what is temperament? Temperament is basically your makeup or, or your predisposition, how you show up in the world, you know, basically how you were born. And we find that sometimes the reasons for Christians, certain Christians to be unhappy or for them to uh, be reasons they are not fulfilled is because of their temperament. And, um, you know, some of them, uh, these uh, type people have a melancholy temperament. And that is not to say that melancholy um, personalities are all people who are unhappy. But um, this is what we find normally in the melancholy um, trait of a personality is that people tend to be unfulfilled. Um, and this can not only apply to Christians, but non-Christians alike. But we're just talking about Christians on today. And... And now let me just say on the onset that these reasons are not the be-all, end-all to this um, particular topic. I just want to shed a little light and give a few reasons and possible uh, takeaways so that we can live happy, healthy, and successful Christian lives. So let's get into this. So some people by nature tend to be sad and lack um, joy and it is an ongoing challenge for um, people who have this temperament to really be joyful you know they can have this um, good time just enjoying you know have this joyous moment and something maybe something went wrong just just a little bit of something happened and they would tend to dwell on these type things the things that went wrong just a small thing that that little thing that went wrong rather than looking at the big picture of how much they enjoyed themselves so 
but this is their ten- temperament. They're, they tend to dwell on the negative and this is this can cause them not to be happy in life because every time they experience some kind of joy or some kind of happiness or some type of fulfillment in life, um, they tend to dwell on that negative thing. They are the um, glass half half empty type people, and they tend to be more um, of uh, uh, have a sad disposition, um, probably more get um, lean towards more um, getting uh, becoming depressed and um, not being able to handle um, life situations very well. Although negative emotions is something that happens to all of us occasionally, um, they tend to dwell there. And it's not that they want to. I mean, they want to be happy. Uh, They want to be fulfilled. They want to enjoy life. But it, it's almost like they can't help it. it. It's the harder they try, the more this stuff is the, the um, negative or the things that go wrong inundate their mind and their life. And it's just a situation that they tend to dwell on. That is basically their tendency towards, um, they, they have this tendency towards a, a certain emotion and behaviors, um, a more, <clears throat> excuse me, or of being sad and, um, you know, this disposition of not, um, just want, wanting to, um, you know, even, just be around people. So in a lot of cases like this, um, it can have something to do with um, the mental health. And uh, I advise to uh, seek counseling. Um, And um, it, it may even be that a person will have to go on medication until they are emotionally stabled. But I also, first and foremost, would um, recommend that they read scripture. Begin to read scripture about the joy of the Lord, about being joyous, about being happy, about enjoying life, about um you know, the love of God. Look up the scripture about, you know, all scripture that's related to depression. And you will get all these scriptures there and read them daily to feed your spirit, to up, build up your spirit. But even in doing that, you some may also have to seek, as I said before, counseling. And the counselor will uh, probably recommend um, outsource them to wherever they feel that the um, person need to go to get help, and it's all about and 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 let's not um, feel that you know that there is taboo to go and seek help. You know we want to be successful, have a successful Christian life, but we also sometimes we have all of this success, we have all these things, we have the right job, we have the the car that we want, the house that we want, and we have all this stuff, but we don't have which is, you know, in some people's eyes it's success, but we don't have we're not healthy. And we want to become healthy as 
Christians, you know, so that once we get healthy, we can help someone else. We want to make a difference in someone's life so then that they can make a difference in someone else's life. You know, we want to be a help to our neighborhoods and to our, uh, even to uh, go as far as to say in our nation. We never know what, um, you know, a person in life is going to do or what God is going to call us to do. We may be at one point doing one thing you know, at one season in our lives and God calls us to do something else. And we want to always be ready for when he whispers in our ear that, you know, he's moving us further out, but we want to get healthy. And, um, you know, our characteristics, um, uh, the characteristics of our temperament, uh, the trait that we that influences how we show up in the world, that's key. It is really key. But I, I want to say this too, though. Um, although we may have certain personality traits now, however, um, you know, temperaments are not fixed, and because of our uh, brain's neuroplasticity. Um, and its ability to mold at any time of our life um, and its ability to change because of uh, practice, new experiences, we can rewire our brains over time. We can rewire them. Um, so the change in our uh, frame of mind by rewiring the brain with new behaviors uh, can really change the trajectory of our lives, you know, but this is something that take time doing. And, you know, so all those old tendencies that we have in our um our uh, temperaments and things like that towards certain emotions and behaviors can be rewired to a new temperament. It can happen, but it's going to happen with much prayer, much scripture reading, and practice of new behavior. Uh, you know, I heard, once heard someone say that um, you can't pray away mental health. And, you know, I truly understand what they're saying, but we never want to stop praying. We always want to continue to pray. And I just want to reiterate um, that, um, you know, it is it is okay. I just want to reiterate this again because some of us, especially in Christianity, us as Christians, we, you know, we feel we've because of religion, um, we feel that it is something wrong with going get, getting help. And we don't want to have that mindset. And that, that's the set mindset um, that, you know, I'll talk about it at another time. But go get the counseling that you need. Um, I know I've said it before, but I just want to stress because I want us to be whole. So go get that counseling that um, you need. Um, and um, so that, you know, we just can be healthy Christians. 
And also, I want to bring in the fact that some people who are unhappy and not fulfilled in life, even though they have that temperament, as we said, that melancholy, the introverted um, um, personality, it's, they, it's not necessarily that they are have any mental illness, mental health illness. Um, they, <laughs> that this is just their disposition in life, you know, and um, it's just something that they need to work on. And they can use the same scriptures, the same thing that I said before, prayer, and to continue to work hard at wanting to change and they say that it takes 21 days to pick up or to change a bad habit or to pick up a new habit so whatever we do in whichever way it's gonna take work we're gonna have to work at it if we want to experience being fulfilled in life it would be good if it would automatically just come to us but it it doesn't work that way and there is an ultimate reason that um it doesn't work that way i don't think i had that for any of my um you know i said there was eight reasons and i don't think i put that reason in there and i may talk about it i may slip that in as a bonus but um uh, however we just want to make sure that you know we are continuing to work on ourselves according to the scriptures and to change the things um transform our mind with the word and with prayer and um just stand before the lord and we'll get into that at another day too so let me just go into some scriptures and let's go to psalms uh for 46 1 through 3 and um, if you don't have your Bibles just write the scriptures down and I'll read over them later you want to um, dwell on them you want to just read them over and over again and let them really get into your spirit and begin to pray the scriptures as well so Psalms 46 the first through the third verse it says God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. And I know sometimes we can have, even in this state um, of the temperament of, um, and sometimes with mental health, sometimes we have anxiety, um, panic attacks, all these different things that can come against um you know us and um with these certain types of temperament i mean this can happen with any type of temperament but i'm just saying we know that god is with us and he do not want us to fear and he is our refuge god is our strength a very present help in time of trouble when we're having these things that is coming against us when we're having issues of feeling um, being able to have joy or being able to be fulfilled in life 
because of our disposition, because of our temperament, because of mental illness. You know, God is our strength. He is our refuge. We can run to him and say his name is a strong tower. We can run to him and be find safety. And when it says his name is a strong tower, we his what his name represents. It represents so many great things that would strengthen us. So and, and, and God do not want us to fear. So continue to read that scripture and know that he means for you to just just sit in it and live in that scripture. Psalms 46, first through the third verse. Let's go to Psalms 51 and the first verse. And it says, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For in my soul take refuge in you. In the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge until the destroying storm pass by. And I love this. It says, my soul will take refuge in the shadow of your wings. I will take refuge until the destroying storms pass by. Now, this is telling me that, you know, uh, some of the things that... Um, this particular temperament is going through, you know, we can pray and ask God to help us to take refuge in him, to trust in him, to have safety in him until the storm passes by, until we've gone to that counseling, until you've taken the medication or whatever you need to do, and God being your refuge until the storm passes by, and he'll comfort you, and he'll keep you until that passes by, where you can have the stability that you want in life, that you can enjoy life, because it says that it says that Jesus come that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. And we're not living that abundant life if we're um, depressed and sad and can't, you know, we're not happy or we're not fulfilled in life. And, um, but, you know, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I, God will not leave you comfortless and he will not leave you, you know, unhealed or undelivered. He will not do that. That's not the type of God that we serve. And Jeremiah 29 and 11, for surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm to give you a future with a hope. Now, if he has plans to give you a future and a hope and he has plans for welfare, he don't want you to be harmed, that harmed, that means that, you know, he don't want you living a life of being um, unfulfilled. And then he has a plan for your life, a future with the hope that, you know, we can come out of that situation where we're feeling these type of emotions, where we feeling these types of going through these types of situations that we're going through. So with God's help and with the help of the people that he sent or that he has here for us to take advantage of the mental, uh, the doctors and um, those um, clinics and whatever we need to do in order to get ourselves on track, take advantage of them, take advantage of these scriptures and meditate on them. And I believe that it will work in your favor. Praise God. Thank you.
I hope you were blessed by the broadcast and we will be back with with reason number two and um, these I mean really doesn't come in any specific order this is just how I wrote it down so I mean they're not in order of importance that's what I'm, I'm meaning by that so we'll come back and number two is health so talk to you soon May the peace of God be with you always. Rest in Jesus.